This is the Iyer What Now podcast, in which Mary Thompson and Jerry Thompson explore Ayurvedic principles and make them easy to understand so that you can benefit from this amazing health science. We're glad you're here. On this podcast, we're going to get a closer look at Vata type people and how they can stay in balance. Hope you enjoy it. So this is Mary Thompson, and I'm here with my brother, Jerry Thompson, and we are Ayur What Now? Hi, Jerry. How you doing? Hey, I'm doing great, Mary. It's good to see you again. Yeah, it's good to see you. So do you want to catch us up with what we were talking about last time? Yeah, last time we were talking about Bata and, and the uh, um, behaviors that go along with it, and I saw an awful lot of them in myself. Uh, the, the being very energetic and uh, uh, jumping from idea to idea, uh, maybe being a little anxious at times. And uh, I, I think you'd mentioned forgetting uh, meals, which I sometimes do as I zip right through and realize I never had lunch or whatever, because I'm so energetic about things. And how um, maybe a little um, sensitive to what other people are thinking about you and maybe being a little self-conscious. And we talked a little about trying to uh, get back in balance. Um, one of the things that I, I remember you were talking about was um, the negative or um, coping mechanisms that, to help balance your anxiety and uh, the palliative coping mechanism of like breathing and just watching your breathing, taking slow breaths and concentrating, meditating, and uh, doing things about things that you're anxious about uh, or more active a coping mechanism of just trying to actually uh, uh, get on top of or resolve any uh, issues that are getting you anxious and approaching them directly. And also the maladaptive uh, coping mechanisms such as uh, uh, drinking or um, over uh, I- I- ignoring the issue or, or getting uh, uh, other ways of just uh, that aren't helpful, um, just powering on or drinking coffee or alcohol or something to uh, diffuse the uh, issue and maybe making it worse. And um, and also, I think you talked about different foods, the nurturing foods that are uh, warm and heavy. And uh, and I think I need a lot uh, to, to, to get know more about how the foods relate to the doshas. Uh, but I, I'm getting a, a bit of a stronger understanding of the doshas and the elements and how they uh, interact with uh, life and, and starting to think about it uh, more through, uh, through my own life experience and just uh, reflecting back on it. And, uh, and that's, um, I guess, what it's all about. Yeah, that's the goal. That's what we're hoping everybody's doing. But I really notice it too, because I was going back and listening to some of our previous podcasts and you were saying all the right stuff. It was like, wow, Jerry's really getting this. <laughs> Yeah, there's no test being administered, but I think for me, that's what's so exciting about Ayurveda mm-hmm. is thing. oh, well, look at this thing I'm doing, and this is going to create balance or imbalance or reflecting back when I feel a symptom of some sort. Mm-hmm. I'm thinking, oh, yeah, I, I think I probably have mentioned I get a little eye twitch if I haven't slept enough. Right, right. You yeah. know, and so yeah. I'll have that. You begin to notice, oh, I got this little eye twitch. That's a kind of a vata symptom. And then I can think back of what are the things that I have done that may have thrown Vata out of balance. Mm-hmm. Yeah, And okay. and that's a great segue because today we're going to talk about what does Vata look like when it's out of balance? Oh, okay. um, Kind of talk about symptomology and things that you might see that we identify as, as pretty 
vata symptoms. Mm-hmm. Now, if you're a vata dosha person or a person who has a lot of vata dosha, you're more likely to go out of balance in vata. So mm-hmm. anybody can create any kind of imbalance they want. You know, if I want to, if I'm a kapha person and I end up staying up all night for three nights in a row, I will create a vata dosha imbalance. Hmm. So it's not to say that only vatas would have these symptoms, but that these symptoms are indicating that vata dosha is what's out of balance. Right, right. Yeah, I, I kind of get that you have all three, just mm-hmm. one is more predominant. Right, right. So I'm going to start kind of going through these these things and we'll talk and you can ask any questions you want. Like okay. one thing is like, what does vata digestion look like? Okay. And the key word that's always used here is variable. So this vata person, sometimes they could eat a meal and digest perfectly fine and feel great and no problems. And then the next day they could eat the same meal and they get gas and bloating and discomfort, even though the food was the same, because okay. it could have been there under stress or it could have been they ate too fast or they waited too long to eat or any of the kind of vata reasons why we might create indigestion. Mm-hmm. Okay. So a person who has that variable digestive patterns, I always think of like appetite, a person of vata nature or a person with a vata dosha imbalance doesn't really have a strong connection to their own body and appetite. Hmm. So they might sit down to eat and say, oh, no, I'm not hungry at all. But as soon as they start eating, they're, they're really hungry hmm. or they end up thinking I'm starving and they put a whole bunch of food on their plate. They take two bites and they go, I guess I wasn't as hungry as I thought. Yeah. And so that can be the variability as well, this disconnect between the way the body is sending them signals and their interpretation of the signals. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, I can see that. I, I think I have some of that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I think last time we were talking, you saw a lot of vata in yourself. Yeah, yeah, I do. I think I, 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 until we get to the other uh, doshas, I won't be yes. positive, sure, but I think I'm a, a, a vata. Yeah. That's true. And the thing with Vata too is Vata is a great mimicker, not you are, not you personally, but I'm saying they're going to be like Vata can mimic the other doshas, whereas Pitta always is hot because it has that fiery component. So it always mm-hmm. brings the heat and Kapha always is kind of heavy because it has that earth and water component, whereas Vata just kind of moves everything around. And so it mm-hmm. can be a little bit less. Uh, sometimes you have a hot flash. Now that's going to be, you got the hot and the cold or the person might have a yo-yo weight problem, you know, Mm -hmm. weight gain a few, lose a few. And then that's going to be more indicative of Vata kind of having the variability to it. Okay. Elimination. Vata dosha imbalance tends towards constipation, constipation Mm -hmm. with a hard dry stool. Mm -hmm. And the thing, the challenge here that I always see is if the stool is hard and dry, it's a dietary issue. You know, it's like, mm-hmm. let's see what you're eating and drinking so we could make it easy to pass. Mm-hmm. And then um, then if there's if the stool is soft, then it's a peristalsis issue that it's not moving. Mm-hmm. And so whenever there's difficulty with elimination of bowel movements, that's looked at as a vata dosha imbalance. Something's okay. going on there with vata. Now, we know that we talked way early on about those three pillars of health, food and sleep and how we spend our energy. Mm-hmm. So a person might create this problem because the foods they're eating, usually it's not going to be because they're not sleeping, 
but um, how much energy they're spending during the day. If they're spending all their fluids, there's nothing left to keep the stool moist. So, so it's a matter of just not um, taking in enough fluids and fiber. Mm -hmm. That's what, that's where I always start. If I'm working with vata yeah. dosha imbalance and elimination, it's mm -hmm. fluids, water, and oils, yeah. you know, okay. and making sure that they've got um, the oils help hold water in the system. The mm -hmm. fiber, did I say fluid, water, and oils? I meant to say fiber, water, and <laughs> fiber and fluids, but fibers, it's amazing to me, like in working with vata dosha people, once they start increasing their fiber intake with good root vegetables and good mm -hmm. whole grains and things like that, they are amazed that elimination is easy because they've had this story going on that I'm just constipated and uh, yeah. they, they don't Well, I, I, think, I think I'm a Vata person, but I think I figured that out a long time ago. Mm -hmm. See, <laughs> so it's good. And, you know, and that yeah. reminds me of something we've said. It's like the doshas, like the challenges we get, it's not our identity, mm -hmm. you uh -huh. know? Right, right. Yeah. And so, and you figured it out and you said, oh, yeah. look, if I eat these foods and I drink this thing, then it's going to mm -hmm. be easy going. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And that's the ultimate because we do want to make sure elimination is happening mm -hmm. because if constipation occurs, it can throw off a lot of other body systems. Right. I had a woman one time I was speaking to who was constipated and had anxiety and insomnia. And mm -hmm. I said, you know, okay, let's start working with the constipation. And she really thought her anxiety and insomnia were much more important. Right. She wanted to work on those first. And I said, yeah, give me a week, give me a week with mm -hmm. the constipation and let's see what happens. And she called me at the end of the week and said, well, that's interesting. I'm not anxious anymore. <laughs> I have insomnia <laughs> yeah. because yeah. it can, you know, cause a problem in the rest of the body. Pretty soon yeah, you're not sure. sleeping yeah. and you're feeling anxious because mm -hmm. you're not clearing things out. Hmm. Anna. I remember working with kids, I could see it much more clearly. Like when a yeah. kid was in a crummy mood, I'd say, you know, why don't you go and go to the bathroom? And they go, I have oh. to go to the bathroom. Why don't you go try? <laughs> <laughs> go back. And they come back going, oh, I'm in a better mood now. And it's like, yeah. <laughs> and, and it's funny because when you're constipated, you don't know you're in that, you're behaving that way, but the people around you know. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, and then there's some symptoms like dryness that could be dry mm -hmm. skin, dry eyes, dry hair. Vata dosha is dry. It doesn't have any water as far as elementally goes. And again, if they're not hydrating well, that's going to be a problem. Mm -hmm. um, vata dosha and people who are generally dry anyway, when they hydrate, they can't just drink water because it's like pouring water over a dry rock or water over dry ground. It just moves right back out mm -hmm. so they want moist foods they want to take mm -hmm. in like take in soups or, or cooked vegetables or things that have a lot of moisture in them because that slows down the absorption and then they really hydrate well would fresh fruit fall in that category mm -hmm. too mm -hmm. yeah fresh fruit's a really good example of that yeah. um and i think too it's like I, i'll even do when i'm feeling really dry is i'll throw some chia seeds in water and i'll let them soak overnight mm -hmm. And then drink that because the chia seeds, if you've ever had chia seeds, they, just, they expand. They kind of look like tadpole eggs, okay. <laughs> frogs eggs mm -hmm. in there. But um, they absorb all the water. And then as you're digesting them, you get that water slowly. So mm -hmm. it's not like pouring that water over a dry ground. It helps to absorb it in. Okay. Makes sense. So uh, so dryness is one of their symptoms. And then vata dosha is cold. Mm -hmm. And so coldness becomes a problem. 
and this could be cold hands and feet. Mm -hmm. Um, It could be just that they're cold and can't get warm, you Mm -hmm. know, so they're shivering, even though they're in a nice, comfortable room, Mm -hmm. or they need more and more blankets on the bed in order to hold their heat in. They want to get in a tub or a shower um, and just warm themselves up because they don't have, um, they don't have a lot of insulation to hold heat. Right. And they don't have a lot of digestion, digestive fire or metabolism fire that's going to help hold heat or create heat in the body. So when Vata Dosha, so if you're a Vata nature person, or if you're any person and you've got dryness and coldness, you mm-hmm. would, you would think Ayurvedically, oh, I probably have a Vata Dosha imbalance. Mm-hmm. Now, this just occurred to me because you recognize that you have a lot of vata dosha in your constitution, kind of in who you are. Mm-hmm. As you've learned to work with the with the vata, you may not notice dryness or coldness because you're mm-hmm. already doing things to balance those. Mm-hmm. So there's that, that a difference. Could be. Oh, sorry. Uh, I, I say that could be. I, I'm not sure. I don't think I have uh, dryness as much of an issue. In at least in my skin, I, I often mm-hmm. have um, extra uh, oil. Yeah, you know, when I was mm-hmm. a kid, I had all the uh, uh, acne and stuff. And uh, as an adult, I still find that I, um, I get uh, oily. But now, would that be the same as moisture, or is that uh, considered? No, that's going to come up when we talk about pitta. So that's okay. going to be where okay. your pitta shows up. Well, I'll have up. to wait for that. <laughs> it's coming up. <laughs> but uh, how about coldness? Coldness, I'm, I'm often cold. You can see, I well, they can't see, but you can see that I have a sweatshirt on. And mm-hmm. even though it's um, June 3rd and it's right. uh, fairly nice out, uh, and that's something that's always a, uh, I don't want to say a point of contention, but I, I have to wear warmer clothes because Anne likes it cooler. So she'll mm-hmm. have the air on or, or, or not have the heat as high as I'd like it. Mm-hmm. Uh, and as a matter of fact, I I um, often feeling cold. I'll look at the weather, and if it's not getting above seventy degrees, I put on long underwear. That's <laughs> which 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 uh, uh, is much to Anne's uh, uh, amusement. <laughs> I was saying sixty nine is the high today. Oh man, I got to get a sweater, <laughs> a long yeah. underwear. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Where that's it's, a great uh, example of vata dosha. Yeah, and then. Yeah. If it became like where you couldn't warm up would be when you'd be going to Vata Dosha imbalance. Okay. You know, if it was mm-hmm. like, now it's like 75, 80, and you got to wear the long underwear, then you might mm-hmm. look at it and say, oh, wow, my Vata is really, I've got yeah. a lot of that yeah. coldness coming from the Vata Dosha. Mm-hmm. Um, vata Dosha can go to weakness, like loss of muscle strength or tone, mm-hmm. uh, kind of an inability to to get the body actually moving. I'm kind of running through my tissues. So we went to fluids of the body and the blood ends up carrying the heat for the metabolism and the weakness more the musculature. So vata dosha may um, have a tendency towards a lack of muscle tone and a lack of strength. But a vata dosha imbalance would be where you've gone that severe lack of strength where it was like something that I could pick up very easily two days ago now is I'm using two hands Mm. to do this. And this is something I recognize that mom did in her probably late seventies and early eighties was she started to use two hands to pick up things in the kitchen. Okay. Hmm. I don't know if you can picture that, like she'd pick something up, but then she'd have two hands and she'd be doing it. And that's, uh-huh. it's really common because as we age, we become more Vata 
And so okay. then she didn't trust the musculature to be able to lift the thing. Usually it was a pot or something. It wasn't usually something lightweight. Mm-hmm. But mm. sometimes I catch myself doing that. Well, <laughs> you're getting older. And I think I know, but I'm not as old as mom was. <laughs> <laughs> and so then I wonder if I just didn't notice her doing it in her 60s and I just yeah. noticed it more when she was in her 80s. But yeah, yeah. it's just it's so funny. Because mm-hmm. um, the vata dosha is going to leave us with that uh, loss of muscular strength, loss of muscle mm-hmm. tone. Mm-hmm. It's going to go on. Um, with the fats, vata dosha can go towards emaciation. So anytime someone's losing weight or is underweight, I should say losing weight without trying to, yeah, or is kind of maintains underweight, um, mm-hmm. that would be a vata dosha imbalance. We might mm-hmm. see it in a gauntness of their features or um, just an overall, I don't know, they kind of can end up looking real skeletal. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. so again, if we project it into older people, I think of our grandfather yeah. would have had this, this kind of thing that, mm-hmm. um, you know, just, and I can only gauge, he always, you know, he always had like three layers on, he would always yeah, have right, the, right. the coat, yeah. the suit. So we probably had some coldness as well. Mm-hmm. And our grandfather was old. Our grandfather, like my memory of him, he was already over 80, 85. Yeah. Yeah. I think he died at 96. Yeah. And so, you know, and he had those gaunt features really. Mm-hmm. And like, you can almost see the bone structure underneath the skin. Right. So a lot, lack of weight is a vata dosha imbalance, but mm-hmm. interestingly enough, like stress-driven weight gain, people mm-hmm. who are gaining mm-hmm. weight and, um, due to the stresses in their life, that weight gain might often be driven by a vata dosha imbalance. Mm -hmm. And that's what's kind of weird with vata is it can go to underweight, but also vata might create overweight. Mm -hmm. If I'm under stress, the body mechanism is to produce hormones that will hold any any sugars in the body as fat, kind of storing it for later. And so, you know, if you talk to someone, if, if if you're a person who's got extra weight, and you don't, you go, I don't understand this because I'm eating very little and I'm going to the gym six days a week and I'm still gaining weight. Then it's like, oh, well, maybe it's a vata dosha imbalance. And so you need to do all those vata pacifying things. Hmm. And this is the part like, where it gets like eating heavy, heavy foods and napping. And- <laughs> yes. <laughs> okay. But, but what I like to say is it's vata pacifying foods at kapha pacifying portions. Oh. And so, okay. so you get a small amount of the heavy, dense food, but, okay. um, and so not so much that you're over overdoing, mm-hmm. um, taking some rest too, but yeah. that daily movement, it's like doing walks or doing yoga or Tai Chi or bike riding or things mm-hmm. that are, um, not going to overtax the body, but we all need to exercise. Mm-hmm. And I think that's a problem I see a lot with new practitioners is let's say, oh, you just need rest. It's like, no, you need a balance mm-hmm. between mm-hmm. like Vata needs is always things with Vata is it's that balance between if I'm exercising, then I need to get adequate rest to recover. Mm-hmm. Okay. There's a, a yoga style called Kundalini yoga. And I was in a class one time and that person was talking about when they did a particular pose called an asana. They wanted to stay in the rest position for twice as long as they held the particular pose. Mm -hmm. And I thought that was really interesting. Um, And the teacher was saying, because the idea is you create tension 
with the pose and then you bring yourself into deep deeper relaxation you allow the body to fully relax afterward he said so you're training your body that every time it's tense then it's going to go into a deeper relaxation afterward and why i mentioned that with vata is i think vata needs to learn that if i've done an activity i rest for twice as long mm-hmm. and that's more of a vata way of pacifying the movement hmm. and and that's hard because vata dosha likes to move right and so they're going to be like, no, I don't want to stay still. I want to, I want to go on this. I want to do this thing and this thing and this thing. And I never want to rest because I can rest mm-hmm. later. And it's like to sustain and to prevent vata dosha imbalance. We just slow things down, make sure mm-hmm. we're doing things that aren't taxing. And then if we do tax the body to recover, mm-hmm. allow time for recovery. And we're not big in our society on recovery, you know? Yeah. It's like, as soon as that last sniffle goes away from a cold, you go back to work. Mm-hmm. And it's like, it's, you know, we don't give ourselves an opportunity to really rebuild. Right. right. Mm-hmm. Okay, with the bones, fragility, osteopenia, osteoporosis, these would be indicative of vata dosha imbalance. Mm-hmm. In Ayurveda, we consider the health of the hair and the teeth and the nails to be reflective of the health of the bone. Okay. Now, in Western anatomy, the nails and the hair are related to skin. They're right. made up of the same the same thing as skin. So that's a place where we kind of diverge a little bit from Western anatomy. Mm-hmm. But we do see the teeth as bones. So if the teeth are fragile, the teeth are chipping or cracking or prone to cavities, that would be a vata dosha imbalance. Mm-hmm. And we infer that the bones are having a challenge as well. If I can't okay. store mineralization in my teeth, then I'm probably not storing mineralization in my bones. Fair enough. And one thing I always thought, again, I'm picking on mom. Since she's not here, I can pick on her. <laughs> <laughs> but I remember her, I don't know mm-hmm. if you remember this, but all the time her, um, with the emery board, trying to fix her nails. Mm. And I can always picture this in the car. Like whenever we were in the car and she was, I'd be in the back seat and she'd dad would be driving and she'd be in the front seat and she'd be doing her nails. Oh. And her her nails would striate, I don't know what you call this, laterally. It's like they would break into layers. Hmm. And I can remember that really strongly because I always thought that was weird. She, she always had to take care because they would catch on everything because they were very fragile. And hmm. then she had osteoporosis. Well, she also lost her teeth. And I yeah. thought, yeah. Hmm. and I looked at it through that lens of Ayurveda and said, oh, if she had recognized when she lost her teeth and her nails being so fragile that, oh, my bones probably need some kind of attention. Hmm. You know, that's what Ayurveda would do is we'd go from this inferring, if your nails are weak, then the bones could be weak. And so what can we do to strengthen the bones? Yeah, okay. I I didn't realize she had osteoporosis. Oh, you didn't? No, she was on Fosamax at the end of her her life. Mm -hmm. But, or she was on Fosamax from about 80 on, I think. Okay. Yeah. And, yeah see, um, I, I guess you were handling the meds more than I was. <laughs> Actually, I, I was putting the, the, the pills into the dispenser. I never read the bottle. <laughs> I'm not quite the nurse I should be, I guess. <laughs> it was more about the mental health. Yeah. But, uh, yeah. I hope you anyway. trained the nurses to look at the labels. <laughs> yeah. It's like that's figured right. she was on with them. But yeah, but that's true that it's, um, mm-hmm. I don't know. We always know stuff that people have going on. I just remember mm-hmm. that one because, uh, because of my Ayurvedic training, it was like, oh, if only we had recognized this. 
And yeah, then, yeah. and then I have to throw this in there because like, if you want to increase bone density, yeah. you want to make sure you're keeping the diet really alkaline. And cause you, mm-hmm. the more alkaline mm-hmm. the blood is, the more you store minerals in the bone. Interesting. And so, and, and that's just, you know, it's just really interesting seeing, I usually tell people, people say, how do I do that? I go eat more fruits and vegetables. Okay. Mm-hmm. Because I think the Western diet is so much on processed foods and, right. um, and meats that they, mm-hmm. they get, I always joke about, you know, I go into a restaurant and you get this big piece of meat and a whole lot of side dish, either potatoes or rice or something. And then some mm-hmm. decorative vegetables on the plate, some baby carrots with a little yeah, sprig yeah. of parsley or something. Mm-hmm. Um, and so we want really like half that plate to be vegetable if you're concerned right. with bone density. Mm-hmm. And you do a good job with that because of your garden. Yeah. Yeah. I eat a lot out of the garden. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and typically you get a lot of broccoli in our diet. Yeah. And that's good because broccoli is high in calcium. Yeah. Yeah. That's right. So it's like, it's like going to make great bones. And then as far as exercise goes, weight bearing exercise, just using that mm-hmm. skeleton, the more you yeah. use the body weight, the better it's going to be strength strengthened. Mm-hmm. Then nerve symptoms for Vata. I mentioned my little tick, my little twitch that I'll get if oh, I don't yeah, get to sleep. Right. Mm-hmm. But any kind of ticks, twitches, tremors, those mm-hmm. are all signs that vata dosha is out of balance. Okay. Um, I've also been thinking lately about this, about sensory. Sensory things that happen are also indicative of vata dosha imbalance. Mm. Um, like if you feel, I had something happen a couple of weeks ago. It doesn't seem to be happening anymore. So maybe I'm doing better. But um, I kept, I was sitting across the table from someone and I kept thinking they were bumping my leg. Yeah, and so yeah. I would scoot back and I would scoot back and then they'd bump my leg again. And then I realized that there didn't have to be anyone around for me to feel like someone was bumping my yeah. leg. And I went, oh, okay, it's a nerve thing. You know, it was, it was that sensory nerve. I was feeling pressure somewhere that there was no pressure. Hmm. And that's Vata when we okay. have sensory, mistaken sensory input. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I get that sometimes. I, I get a feeling like my... Uh, a phone's vibrating and then I'll realize, oh, I don't have my phone in my pocket. <laughs> I'll reach for it. But that's it. Cause Vata is responsible for nerve impulses. And uh-huh. so when we feel a sensory nerve impulse, that's not there. And that's kind of weird. I don't know if I've ever, if I ever had those things before 60, but mm-hmm. just having these weird interpretations like, oh, what was that? Oh, it was nothing. <laughs> There's mm-hmm. nothing yeah. there. Yeah. Uh-huh. yeah. Um, as far as, you know, discharges, urine and sweat, vata dosha mm-hmm. tends, because vata doesn't have a lot of fluid, tend to have scanty urination, or sometimes you'll hear vata people say that they don't sweat, mm-hmm. you know, oh, I never break a sweat. And it's just like, they're probably sweating some, Well, sure. yeah. yeah, but they just aren't aware of it. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I do see like vata nature people um, will sweat less than others. Yeah. That, that, and, that's um, certainly me. I, I when Wayne and I would go for a jog, he'd be sweating uh, a lot and I wouldn't be sweating at all. And we'd be putting out the, you know, the same effort. Right. Yeah. And so I was thinking, you know, it's the, your body is more conservative with water mm-hmm. you know, right. because it says, oh, I've, I've got this tendency to go dry. So I'm going to hold as much water as I can. Mm-hmm. Or because you run a little bit colder, maybe it just never gets to the point of having to cool you down mm-hmm. with sweat. Mm-hmm. Whereas Wayne may run a little bit hotter. Mm-hmm. So it's like when you see a decrease in the amount of fluids that you're putting out, mm-hmm. that could be more Vata. And 
this again goes to that same thing like with food. Am I taking in enough water? Am I hydrating well enough? You know, mm -hmm. if I'm hydrating pretty well, then it's okay. And then you just say, you know, if everything's if everything's within the normal ranges, it's not a problem. Right. You know, as long as you can cool off. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And then immunity. Yeah. <laughs> as you're running around with a sweatshirt on, it's running, yeah. it's, it's running, yeah. running, 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 running. I do that. Yeah. If it's, if it's under 70. Yeah. You probably don't need the long johns when you're out well, no, running. No, I don't do that. They get in the way. But, but, but you may be like me, like I'm going to look and see if it's, if it's below a certain temperature, like I'm not going to go outside and go running. It's just like, oh, yeah, this doesn't feel yeah, really yeah. comfortable to be out there and be too cold. And that's pretty accurate too. Yeah. I, yeah. I, I won't run if it's very cold. Mm -hmm. If it's under 70, I won't run. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then typically. But you found your level. I like yeah, that. You yeah, found your yeah, level of, yeah, of where yeah. you got to be. And I'll take the sweatshirt with me. Sometimes at, uh, maybe a mile or two in, I'll, I'll take it off and tie it around my waist. But mm -hmm. Initially, yeah, yeah, it's, it's yeah. so cool. See, and I just, I really just applaud you. It really sounds like you found ways to work with Vata. Like you carry mm -hmm. the sweatshirt with you. It's okay, I can tie it around mm -hmm. my waist. You've got it there. So, yeah. you know, some people, I always think of Vatas are the ones who see someone drinking water and go, ah, I got to get myself a water bottle. I should have remembered that. Or they... <laughs> <laughs> or they're feeling cold and they think, oh, I should have brought my jacket with me. Yeah, yeah. And it's like, you're a little bit more proactive and that's mm -hmm. what you want to be is right. aware of your tendencies and able to mm -hmm. kind of make yourself feel comfortable in the moment. Right. Mm -hmm. Then mm -hmm. my last two, like uh, immunity, Vata dosha okay. tends to have the weakest immunity of the oh. three dosha types. Mm -hmm. um, so this person's going to be more likely to catch colds and flus or to mm -hmm. feel under the weather. Um the older we get, again, the more vata we are. And so you might see increases in lack of immunity in elder populations. Mm -hmm. And I just kind of flashing now on like with COVID, you know, how it decimated older populations because right. they no longer are building um, new immune cells. They're having to rely on their old immune cells. And that can be problematic in trying mm -hmm. to address a new disease. Yeah. I, I, I know in general, I I would always get a cold two or three times a year mm -hmm. and I haven't gotten a cold for two years now because I'm always wearing a mask and washing yeah. my hands more than I did before. And uh, uh, it, it's amazing that I think I, this is the longest I've probably ever gone in my whole life without getting a cold or a fever. Right. I think it's amazing. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And then what's so funny to me is like someone said they had a cold recently and I was, and I was kind of like, what is that like? Yeah. <laughs> what you did you do? Did you go to Walmart without a mask? <laughs> you know, oh my gosh, have you noticed yeah. this is off topic, but it's like if watching people in the supermarket, it's just like, mm -hmm. I'm so grossed out by everything. You know, oh. people like wiping their nose, then yeah, touching the oranges. Right. And it's like, oh, never going to get an orange again. <laughs> yeah. I saw someone sneeze and then they were touching stuff and it was just like, oh, I had to leave the store. Oh, they we just haven't seen that hands? for a couple of weeks. Yeah. yeah, yeah. They, she sneezed in her hand. She was oh. touching pants, but as at Costco, she yeah. was touching pants at Costco and it was just like, oh my God, things we wouldn't even have noticed. <laughs> wouldn't even have noticed. She was drying her hands off on those pants. You know? <laughs> I'll never buy pants at Costco again. <laughs> 
It's like a towel uh, in the bathroom. Oh, yeah. <laughs> That's right. Who knows what they did? Uh, and our last symptom of vata dosha imbalance, we've talked about this one a lot. Emotionally, vata tends toward fear-based emotions. That yeah. They have a tendency to worry. But mm -hmm. if yeah. their worry interferes mm -hmm. with their ability to live their life, that's when you've got a vata dosha imbalance. Right. Or they have a tendency to anxiety, but if my anxiety has to be medicated or if it's gone beyond the point of my being able to um, live my life in the way I want to mm -hmm. live it, then that's mm -hmm. when it becomes like a vata dosha imbalance. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And then ultimately, like we have said it, over many of our last podcasts, you know, then what do we do? We bring mm -hmm. in moist grounding foods we sit down to eat and take care of ourselves we take keep ourselves warm enough we make sure we hydrate and we go through life a little bit more slowly and with attention mm -hmm. i i always joke as a vata nature person i can't be here because i got to be over there mm -hmm. um, when i'm really vata out of balance i can see it in my calendar because i will overbook or i will have i'll double book people and then I have mm. to go, go back and backtrack. And I think I have all this time and I just fill it all up with, with stuff. And then I don't have any time for self-care. And then I get anxious and I get upset and I can't eat, you know, and mm. it's like this vicious cycle. And it's like saying, nope, you got to pull everything back mm. and do that. Do you have times like that when you notice like um, you're getting too, like you wouldn't have called it being too Vata before. But you mm -hmm. notice, oh, I'm feeling pretty anxious. Maybe I need to do something different. I certainly have had moments where I get anxious. Yeah. And then I have to be aware of that and, and, and get back on track. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And sometimes I don't. I just increasingly, get increasingly anxious. Increasingly then, exactly. <laughs> yeah. yeah. But, I always uh, think that some kind of crash happens. Uh -huh. Yeah. I, I wonder yeah. about that, that it's like, I'm just going to go to bed and I'm not going to get up. And then you sleep really well and, oh, yeah. I don't feel so anxious. Yeah, yeah, and then sometimes I can't sleep. Mm -hmm. and, uh, I guess that's when it continues to uh, build. I, I'd have to uh, uh, think back of specific issues, but I know that yeah. uh, things build up sometimes, and I get frustrated with uh, different situations. But mm -hmm. I think everybody does at some point, but um, is, is trying to get a handle on things and, and getting a chance to. Uh, what I try to do when I'm getting really frustrated, anxious, is to try to get the balance of seeing where the other person's coming from and, and try to grab, grab it from their perspective. And it, and it helps mm -hmm. to uh, uh, maybe diffuse some of the uh, frustration. I have. Yeah. I think that is, it's really good. And, and we were talking about that last time about how Vata has the better ability to see both sides of yeah. things. Yeah. They have an easier time going into someone else's shoes and saying, Oh, yeah. And, and, and it, it can, it can help to, uh, I don't say necessarily resolve, but to recognize uh, uh, that how this anxiety is here and that uh, it, it's, it's, it's this process. Uh, yeah. It'll be uh, uh, something that um, you can work with to uh, try to get a resolution. Yeah. Okay. Well, that's it for today. Those are kind of our symptoms that identify Vata Dosha. And I think Great. this means that we're ready to talk about Pitta. Okay. Good deal. Well, I'm looking forward to uh, 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 seeing just how Pitta I am. <laughs> oh, you're going to find some Pitta in there. Not as much yeah, as Anne, but you'll find some of your own Pitta. <laughs> okay, good deal. Okay, well, thank you, Jerry. Okay, good deal. And um, yeah. Okay, so this is Mary Thompson and Jerry Thompson signing off. Okay, bye now. Thanks for listening. 
If you'd like to support the podcast, please visit our Patreon at patreon.com slash iyourwhatnow. You can always find us for free wherever you find your podcasts. And remember to subscribe so you'll have access to the latest episodes. We're glad you're here.